Hey, y'all, it's your favorite cousin at the cookout, and boy, do I have a treat for y'all today. Honey, hide your kids, hide the babies, because we about to have some grown folk talk up in here. Listen, we have, because y'all know, of course, here, we don't have guests, we don't have supporters or followers. Baby, we Black, we all family. Mm -hmm. So our cousin that we got on the show today, y'all, she is a certified clinical sexologist <laughs> and she focuses on the gen x crowd oh baby x <laughs> like triple x it's about to get real real hot up in here so i am so excited to introduce you guys to the amazing the beautiful mr renee yvonne hey cousin hi how are you i I'm am so glad great. to be here Yes, it's an honor to have you here. We're going to definitely dive into a lot of things that's a little taboo and just a little spicy. I was telling her before we got started, y'all, I'm like, y'all know I love a good taboo topic. I love to challenge people. I love to get people a little uncomfortable. So let's get into it. <laughs> um, so I guess let's just start with, you know, telling us um, how you got started, what kind of even made you interested in this particular field? So I got started in this because I was dating someone that I really cared about, but we were in a sexless relationship. And a sexless relationship is defined as having sex 10 or fewer times per year. So it's not just no sex. It's you're just not having sex at least once a month. Mm. And I, I didn't know what was going on. And I was taking, I was like going from class to class because, you know, in society, we're taught that if men don't want to have sex, then there must be something wrong. Right. And so with, with probably with you. And so I was taking all these classes, running around the places. And as I was talking about it, I found that there were a lot of women who were in the same situation who were also not really talking about it because they were embarrassed or ashamed of it. And it got me to thinking that, you know, they were talking to me and I thought, you know, maybe this is this is a thing like I need to really tap into this. So at the time I was working, uh, I was working for a nonprofit organization. I'd had an offer to move out to L.A., I didn't really want to go to LA. <laughs> and so one of my friends said, um, she's like, Renee, what do you really want to do? And without missing a beat, I said, I want to be a sex therapist. I've always wanted to be a sex therapist, but I don't know how to go about it. I hadn't really looked into it and I didn't want to go back to school, school. Like I didn't want to go yeah. pay, get loans and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she challenged me to find a course somewhere where I could be a clinical sexologist or a a counselor or something that I didn't have to go through school. And I did. So I did that. I went through school. I loved it. And then I decided that what I needed to work with were Gen Xers because we are in that 40-ish to 55, 60-ish range. That's the lower end of baby boomers and all the Gen Xers. And we've just been forgotten. Like <laughs> no, nobody yeah. even talks to Gen X anymore. And we got terrible sex education terrible and so although I'm finding that everybody did but I think ours was I, I felt like ours was bad because it was more like you know don't have sex you'll get pregnant don't have sex you'll get AIDS don't have sex you'll get right STDs. like yeah so yeah I think that definitely is the difference between <laughs> yes. the Gen X and the millennials because yes. they weren't necessarily telling us not to have sex they were like when y'all have sex 
use yeah. a condom. But yeah. I know, like you said, with the Gen Xers, it was don't do it at all. Um, which but is get married. Like but get married. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we want you to get married and have kids, but don't have sex. But don't have sex. Don't figure it out. I don't know what to do. We're not, like, gotcha. So. So, so, I guess, you know, just to kind of explain... Because I, I mean, I think we hear like sex therapy, sexologists, um, and I, I don't think we all. Well, I, let me stop speaking right about it. I don't really know all that it entails. <laughs> okay. Like I know that you guys will help with um, breaking through like shyness and barriers, but kind of what all does it entail? Like what are some of the services that are included? in working with a sexologist and in sex therapy? Okay. No, that's a great question because so sex therapy, like a lot of therapy, it deals with like where you, where you were up to where you are. So you're kind of working through some things that may have happened in the past. That's often what therapy is doing. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, but they're often working from the past up to the present and sex coaching and counseling. We tend to be starting where you are right now and then getting you to where you want to be. So I'm not like, I'll ask a little bit about your past, but I'm not really digging into all of your past and your trauma or anything like that. That's that's something that you should work through with a therapist. But with yeah. me, when, when a couple comes to me, they're like, you know, I'm dealing with erectile dysfunction or um, I'm dealing with vaginal dryness. And so we're talking about where you are now and then what steps can we take to get you to where, like, what do you want your sex life to look like? And then how can we get you there? I think that's so beautiful because for one, just the question of asking someone, what do you want your sex life to look like? It's so with everything with these, with the smartphones and social media and the Instagram girls and kind of this whole culture we live in, you kind of get made to think like, if it's not looking like 50 shades of gray and you know, the, the latest porno, like, Oh my God, my sex life is trash. Right. <laughs> like, Maybe that's not what your sex life will look like. Maybe, you know, so I think that's really dope and just exploring that. Um, Are people hesitant initially when they're working with you? Like, especially in the Black community, how is it received? Uh, Because, you know, that's that's literally the thing we say in the Black community is like, um, don't talk about what goes on behind closed doors and (laughs) your sex life is the ultimate closed door. Yes, yes. (laughs) So how are people receiving you in your sessions and, and are they open to, to sharing that information with you or is it kind of a, a process? <laughs> so they are, they are amazingly open with me. And I, I think it's because I share stuff too. And I'm just kind of like this all the time. <laughs> so people just feel like, okay, I guess I can talk to her. Um, but I think what was interesting to me in working with couples is how little they talk to each other. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I'm with a couple, they don't, and, and they won't ask their partner, like, so what do you, you know, what do you like in bed? So when we're, when we're together and, you know, and they might say that, like, I don't really know what she likes. I'm like, I don't know. Let's ask her. What do you like? And then, you know, and then they'll, and they talk like, you know, <laughs> I really want this. I want more of this. So I, they talk to me, but more importantly, in front of me, they talk to each other. And that's what I really want to happen is for them to talk about what they really want and then to figure out how each partner can give that other partner the things that they need to feel sexually free and to, you know, and to try out the things that they want to experience. 
Gotcha. And what does that mean for you? Like that term sexually free? How do you define that? So for me, what it means is if you're, if you're in a relationship with someone and you really want, let's say you're into, um, maybe you are into kink, right? You want to be, you want to, you want to be spanked with a paddle every now and then you want to slap on the ass every now and then. Right. Mm -hmm. And you don't know how to tell that to your partner. So you're going through this really, what, what, as a person you might consider this really boring missionary sex. But what you really want is some excitement. You're like, I want to dress up. I want to role play. I want to spank me. I want to be blindfolded, but you don't know how to say that. So you're, so you're not sexually free. You're just kind of like, going through the motions and that's what that's what i'm seeing a lot of is couples who have new you know newly married couples and couples have been together for a while who don't know how to say what they want because they're afraid that their partner is going to think that they're freaky or you know nasty whatever and they're afraid to say those things and so they live they live kind of trapped in this in this Mm. sexual jail if you will they're just like I want to blossom and and do something but I'm afraid if I tell him that I really want to put a ball gag in my mouth and blindfold me that he's gonna think I'm crazy yeah it 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 can be a lot of kink shaming in the black community because a lot of stuff is like oh we don't do that yes and it's like but what if we do Like what if we do? What if we do? I think it's really dope that you um speak to and, and work with the Gen Xers though, because me personally, like like I know I'm a '90s baby, so technically I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial, but I've always had an old soul, and I like older me and myself, honestly. <laughs> it's okay. So, I work with millennials too. I date, I, I get millennials. I get, you know, that's my focus is Gen X, but that doesn't mean I don't get everybody else that comes to me because for whatever reason they relate to me. They're like, I think she gets me. She understands what, gotcha. what's happening. So yeah. yeah, I think too, just because you are so um, open to it all, I think that 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 just creates that safe space. Yeah, that's so what, that's, that's what I want. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. But um. So with the with the Gen Xers, though, especially in this area, in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, like you, you're not getting like your typical like a a 50 year old in D.C. and a 50 year old in like Mississippi are not the same to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like so I will say up here, it's it's kind of a different ballgame because I have a lot of older friends who are outside more than me. And they're like actively dating more than me, which I love that for them. Um, But a lot of them do express a lot of different issues in terms of their sex lives, because I am blessed that I do have a friend like friendships and friend groups where we openly talk about those things. Mm -hmm. So in your journey in, in working in sex therapy and being a sexologist, like what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned while working with that particular demographic? I learned that there is a lot of people who need education about the anatomy and how how the body works and how to pleasure it. That's probably the biggest thing that I tackle every single time I'm working with a client is going through like this is especially the female anatomy because it's so internal and that's for women and men like we aren't really encouraged to take a mirror and a flashlight and look at it because it's not just sticking out like a penis is and so a lot of women have never looked at it they you know they've kind of been told it's 
you know, it's nasty or dirty or whatever. So they don't ever really, they don't know what's going on down there. And then consequently, you can't tell your partner what feels good to you if you don't really know your body either. So I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest hurdle um, that I go through. So I do a whole, in my coaching, I do two whole sessions, one on just vulva and women and one on just men and penis anatomy. I do whole sessions on just pleasuring all of that, because if you don't know what you're working with, you don't, you definitely don't know how to pleasure that partner. And the, and the guys are always the ones who were like, I didn't know that's the, where the clitoris was. I can't. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute. Listen, look at you just out here changing the world. <laughs> I'm doing the Lord's work. That's what I tell you. <laughs> I'm making sure everybody world, is man. coming. That's my goal. <laughs> man, listen, listen. And for the most part, they don't even know how bad they are because I feel like as women, we've kind of been conditioned to like, you can't tell a man like that was terrible. Like we kind yes. of can't, yes. you know, have that kind of blatant honesty. Um so look at you just out here teaching the good things. I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> and on that note, let's take a quick break. At the intersection of Blackness and everyday life, you will find the experience that is the Pure Blackness podcast. It is Black-owned, woman-owned, veteran-owned, and operated by a collective of Black women who are dedicated to amplifying Black voices. If you would like to support our mission, please DM us for advertising and sponsorship opportunities. You can also donate on the anchor link. Thank you. So it is February. It's Lover's Weekend. It's weekend. Valentine's Day is coming up. What are some tips that you could give those couples that might be, you know, out here, you know, getting a hotel room or trying to make it a little spicy for, for Lover's Day? But we, don't give it all away now because if okay. y'all want to get the good good, you got to book my good sis right here. But what's some just a cute little tip or uh, a clue that they can try for uh, Valentine's Day? Okay. So this is this one might be a little different than what people are expecting, but I would suggest that instead of worrying about having actual intercourse, that you take time to just explore each other's bodies using temperature play. Like um, you could take something that's um, something like this and put it in the freezer and run it across their body. So you feel it when it's cold, you could put it in hot water and use it when it's, when it's hot and just play around with temperature play, different textures, um, you know, using your hands a lot to scratch or massage, get, get a massage candle, stuff like that that really helps you to um, find out what your partner likes and what they respond to, as opposed to going straight for the, you know, the penis and vagina sex. That's what I would spend some time doing something like that. I love it. And it's so much just like intimacy in that because it's like, for one, I have to trust that like, oh my God, what you about to do? Like, yes, yes, like yes. it's so much in that kind of like give and take and like, I don't know if you're going to like do it hard or like do it yeah. like with the textures and everything. I love this for y'all. Y'all better get out here and do what needs to be done <laughs> Valentine's Day, honey. Y'all better show each other some physical love. Ain't nothing yes. wrong with it. Yes. Nothing wrong with it. Um, I do have to ask, though, because within this space, I'm a very sex positive person. I am all about people, you know, just being who they are, doing what they love with with whoever it is that they love. I've never really been 
um, that type of person. I think my friends always tell me like, girl, you say anything. And I'm like, but me opening that space allows y'all the freedom to be who you are. I do want to ask because, because I am so familiar with the different, uh, you know, the different type of, of kink groups and, and, uh, the different type of just sex groups that exist out here, because I don't judge. I kind of just, y'all, I celebrate Black people being sexually free because we have been um, repressed for so long. I, I don't often see Black women in a lot of those spaces. I don't see Black women being, you know, sex therapists and sexologists or, you know, offering the things that you're offering us now. So what is that journey like for you, like working in this field? Has it been difficult to navigate through as um, the one of few <laughs> of the Black women in this space? It hasn't been super difficult, but you are right there. It, it's very sparse uh, with with us which is one of the reasons I like it too uh that's kind of been my life though is I've been like the only as my grandmother would say the only find a butter in the buttermilk um, so I've been the only <laughs> black I've been the only black person in a lot of white spaces so mm. this doesn't really feel different to me in, in any way because there are at least some others I mean I've been like the only in some places so um I think that the hardest the hardest thing about it is honestly is learning how to price your services because mm. I noticed that my white counterparts have no trouble with you know putting out a product and just labeling it at you know 1500 2500 5000 10000 18000 I mean I've seen 18000 dollar programs I'm like what is she doing um and so I think that's the hardest part is that we I think we as black people can have a very limiting view of money and, and, you know, based on experience, like we're, we're not yeah. making as much money as other people. But I think the, the problem, because that we, we have that limiting belief and that we don't necessarily charge it with worth because we don't mm -hmm. think that our people are going to pay for it. And so um, I think that's, for me, that's been the hardest part is, is like pricing myself correctly and raising it. And I'm, I'm in the process of that this year. And I'm just like, I'm terrified to be honest. I'm like, Oh yeah, my God, I'm going to raise the prices. But <laughs> at the same time, like I, I'm doing a lot of stuff and I, I'm, I do, I don't skimp on my clients. Like I give them everything I've got when I do it. And so, you know, I'm undercharging and I know it. So I think that's been the, the biggest part of the journey. Well, I'm so excited for you because I think that the fact that you're acknowledging it means that it's something that you're working on and you're going to change. Charge these people your <laughs> worth and add tax. Yes. All these gems that you drop, your expertise, and I, even outside of that, just the, the energy that you have. I mean, even me just sitting here talking to you now, I feel comfortable in opening up and sharing with you. And, and honestly, I mean, like we stated at the beginning of the interview, it's not a lot of Black people that have that, especially when it comes to anything involving um, sex or intimacy. Yeah. So, you know, while you may be the only fly, you know, the only fly, in the <laughs> milk. Maybe we go, we go at least treat you like you got some golden wings now. Thank like, you. So, <laughs> Thank you. We go do you right because you, you are deserving and um, you're really, truly doing revolutionary work. Um, it's so much freedom in us just being able to pleasure ourselves. Like for real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
If people would be nicer, that's that's really my my goal too. I'm like, I believe if people had more orgasms, they'd just be nicer people. You know, <laughs> you, would not, you would not have this much aggression on your heart, baby, if you wouldn't had you a good one. <laughs> well, yeah, we wouldn't have wars. <laughs> <laughs> the cure to world peace. It, it really is. I, just, I firmly believe that. I'm standing on that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You have definitely built an amazing um, brand for yourself. You're doing, like I said, just revolutionary work. Um, and you have so much further to go, but what's one of the greatest accomplishments that you've been able to do in this field so far? Ooh, in this field, I, you know, honestly, I think in this field so far, the the greatest thing I've been do have done is just like getting clients. <laughs> um is, and I got, I've had two international clients and that was really exciting. Like I had one hey. in the UK and one in New Zealand. And um, that, I think that's been like my biggest thing. I was just so excited to get these clients, but um, yeah, I would say that's probably my, my biggest one. And then just building the business and from, from the start has been a big accomplishment and then hiring um, people to help me because you cannot do this alone as much as we may think we can you just you just can't build a business by yourself no we need the team is essential we need a team. <laughs> yeah definitely need a team what would you say to anyone who may be tuning in right now that's like oh my gosh I listen to you know sex podcasts every day this is just something I'm so intrigued with this is what sparks my interest this is what I'm passionate about who may but but they may be scared of you know how it will be perceived to know that they're like researching kinks and you know wanting to attend sex parties and things like that um what would you say to that person who's feeling discouraged right now about possibly pursuing um this career field I would say to to think about what it is why you want to do it like your why is always important because that's the thing you're going to have to fall back on when you don't have clients and when money isn't coming in like you wanted to and you're spending money and you're like, is this going, am I going to get what I put into it back? You yeah. always need to have a good why. So if you, if it's just that you really enjoy it, that's awesome. But why do you really enjoy it is a big part of it. And what makes you know, what's the thing that's going to keep you going when everything isn't working out perfectly. Um, so that's, that's what I would start out with is, is what is your why? And that's, you know, for me, it was really being in that relationship um, that kind of led me down that path mm. and realizing that so many people my age weren't getting, um, they were not getting good sexual advice at all. Even when I'm on Facebook, like I hear, especially I'm on, in the Facebook groups, you hear somebody say something, you're like, where did they learn that from? Because that's not a thing. Or, you know, or that's, that's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. And so, I, and so I'm still amazed. I just scroll back like that. That is a mess. Yes. I'm like in 2022. I'm still like, how do people not understand gay? Like, how are we confused about homosexuality? And in 2022, and I'm always amazed at the people who are like, if he wants to stick something up your butt, he's gay. And I'm like, that's not gay. You're a woman. He's a man. What do you <laughs> like? You do like you understand what the like by definition what it, what that means, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you yeah. say would you say that's 
I mean, or, or maybe, I mean, because you probably experienced so much, what would you say is like the biggest taboo right now that we kind of need to, to let go of in the black community when it comes oh, to sexuality? Anal sex. Ab- absolutely. Uh, all day. Anal sex. <laughs> yeah, all day long. <laughs> yeah. People really fear like anything related yeah, to, to, um, to, to anal play anything. And it's so funny because I'm, I just finished this series on Amazon that I did a review for, um, called Harlem with Megan Good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's a scene where the guy she's dating, like lifts his leg. Yes. <laughs> I saw that. Oh my gosh. The debates that that scene alone sparked. I was like, Oh wow. <laughs> he must be gay. And I'm like, where do you get that from? There's a lot of nerve endings in the anus. And that's what I just keep telling people. There's a lot of nerve endings there. It's pleasurable. You don't have to do it. You can also try things and never do it again. <laughs> There's that option. And so you don't have to do it and keep doing it if you don't like it. It's, it's not a force. It's, it's play. Like play around and see what feels good. You might be shocked that you like it. You also don't have to tell anybody that you like it. You don't. Like, it's not like once you try it and you like it, you then have to get it, like, tattooed on your arm. Right. So yeah. anytime you're at the bar, it's like, ooh, girl, he like anal play. Like, no, that's, that's not. Nobody needs to know. You don't have to take a picture and put it on Instagram, nothing. You can just like it. And, and you don't have to do a formal coming out of the closet. No, you don't. <laughs> just like it and keep it I'm moving. like, Hi. My name is such and such, and I like it. Like it's that, it's that, it's that, it's that. <laughs> but I am, I am excited to know that even if people aren't expressing it openly, like they may be like talking shit about it on in the Facebook groups, but the fact that it is being talked about so much, I do think that we're transitioning more into people being a little more, um, a little. They're exploring more. And that's exactly so. it is. It is. I, I hope so. I'm, I'm doing this work as fast as I can. <laughs> Listen, I, I love it. And all the work that you're doing is so, so very amazing. Please let everybody know where they can follow you, um, how they can support you, how they can just tap into all of the great things that you're doing. Yeah. So I'm at my website is the Gen Sexologist is G-E-N-S-E-X. O-L-O-G-I-S-T dot com. And, um, and it's the in front of us, sorry, the gensexologist.com. And you can find me on Instagram at the gensexologist. And I'm on Twitter is just gensexologist, no the there. Um, I also have a podcast. It's called the Gen Sexy Podcast. And it's on Spotify. You can find it there. Apple Podcasts, anywhere they do podcasts is there. And I typically like this, interview people um, and all kinds of things. Now, I just said that about anal sex. So let me tell you, I did. I have all kinds of on dating. There's all kinds dating after 50, divorce. There's all kinds of things on there. Let nice. me tell you my number one listen to podcast, Pegging. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? <laughs> People explore. <laughs> Number one. I was floored when I opened up my stats. I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't even think people were going to listen to it. That is the number one listen to pod, uh, episode on my podcast is pegging. Very, very interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, there is never no kink shaming over here for me, honey. Like what you like and enjoy it. Love enjoy it. it. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy it. it. Enjoy it. Just yeah. as long as it's two safe consensual adults 
or or more. Or three or more. Like, yeah. Right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, people like to add a little extra to the party. And that's yeah. okay too. I'm okay. As long as everybody's being safe, it's consensual, and everybody grown, baby, have a blast. Have a blast. <laughs> have a blast. Have a blast. It's been such a pleasure having it you. So yes. I definitely want y'all to tap into everything. Because even like she said, outside of sex, she's dropping gems on dating, dating after divorce, dating after a certain particular age, all of that. Like never feel like you're alone. Don't feel judged. Don't feel mm-hmm. shameful, y'all. Like no. it is nothing wrong. You have in which I don't want to say God given right, but you do have a birthright. That's a better word. You have a birthright to be sexually pleased. You do. So you do. take the time and, and explore that. Before we let you go, though, cousin, we do have to ask one last question because this is the Pure Blackness podcast. Okay. So I have to know, with all of the amazing work that you do and the, just the dope Black woman that you are, what is your favorite moment in Blackness? I mean, that <laughs> moment where it could be you, it could be someone you saw, something you experienced, just something, even if it's a memory, present, whatever. But just something that you experienced it and was like, oh, my God, this is so black and I love it. <laughs> What's one of those your favorite moments? My favorite moment in blackness would be um, I used to work for a chemical company. Well, let me go back. I was invited to speak at a conference at a chemical company and they had it was their big conference. I'd spoken at their smaller ones, but that, it was their big conference. And they had about 700 attendees there. And so I was on stage and the white guy next to me leaned over and said, I cannot believe they put me on after you. You are amazing. And this is, I don't even know how I'm going to follow you. And so, (laughs) and I got on stage and did my thing. And he sat there like, damn it. (laughs) And he got up and he said, said, I can't believe you all have me following her. I love that. <laughs> like, let me come in here and shut this shit down real yes, quick. Yeah. You're welcome. You are welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and then afterwards, they, they actually, when well, I said I used to work there, afterwards, they offered me a job there. And so that's what happened. Like, after I gave that speech, they pulled me off stage and they were like, we want you to come work for us. I'm nice. Like, nice. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's, that's some dope blackness right there. Like, yeah, I'm going to come up in here. See, listen. <laughs> You are you are the fly with the golden wings, honey. Yeah. <laughs> the one in the belt. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, it's the golden wings for me. I'm, I'm gonna have to put that somewhere on your podcast uh, yes. flyer for this episode. <laughs> Cousin Renee, aka Golden Wings. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, this is this has been so much fun. I really hope that y'all were able to, um, you know, just 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 grasp some of this, feel it, and I hope that it opens your mind to explore more. And like she said, even if it's not physically doing something, um, you know, actually talk to your partner. What does your partner like? Ask yourself: Have you? found what you like maybe you need to do a little Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-love before you get into your couple thing like the biggest thing in all of it y'all is as black people we are deserving of self-pleasure we are deserving of that release we are deserving of it without shame without guilt um without any of it yeah pleasure yourself pleasure your partner 
spread that love, be safe. It better be consensual and be grown. And that's that's really it, y'all. I don't really got nothing else. I don't know. We around <laughs> grandma's house talking about sex, honey. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this will work, but honey, I love it. <laughs> Too. Because quiet as it's kept, the women, the, the women in my family are very sexual. I heard those conversations when I wasn't supposed to. So I am, yeah. <laughs> I am grateful um, for the for the ability and the relationships that we have now as black women to sit here with you and we can openly talk about things that most will deem taboo. Me too. This is, this is great. And you working in that field and doing what you do really, truly is revolutionary because you are freeing people from uh, truly sexual repression. And I think you're right, husband. The the orgasm may save the world. I think so. Yeah. I have a motto. Everybody's naked. Everybody should be having an orgasm. So I think that's the way it should go. (laughs) And I think we can save the world that way. Listen, and on that note, y'all, this is the Pure Blackness Podcast. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. Make sure that you please like, comment, subscribe. Tell us, if you if you brave enough, drop down in the comments and let us know what is your kink? What's your favorite thing to do? I love it. And before we go, please, 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 I want Cousin Renee to be able to give y'all that information again so y'all can follow her, support her. Go ahead, cousin. Let everybody know all about everything you got going on. Okay, thanks. So again, you can follow me at thegensexologist.com. I'm going to be doing a group class. It's called the School of Hot Sex. And it's going to be four weeks. We're going to do, I'm only taking 10 couples in this at a time so I can spend time with each of my couples. And we're going to be doing a hot seat. So every week when we come together, a couple that applies will get to get one-on-one coaching with me on going through the things in their relationship. So we're gonna be covering things like um, how to communicate with your partner. We're gonna be talking about any medical issues you may be having and how to uh, overcome those issues Mm -hmm. if you're having those. We're also going to be discussing um, ways that you can spice up the relationship because sometimes sex just gets boring. You just keep doing the same thing. And so I'm gonna be giving you ways to spice it up. And um, we're also going to be just talking about how to speak each other's sexual language, because oftentimes we talk about love languages, but there's also sexual languages. And if that's oftentimes what's happening is that people aren't really mismatched. It's just that they're not speaking on the same, they're not speaking the same thing. And so we're going to talk about that as well in that four week course. And that's actually going to start after February, because, you know, everybody does all their love stuff in, on uh, February 14th, but you know what happens? Then y'all stop doing lovey stuff on the 15th. And so we're going to do it after that so that you can keep it going through the rest of the year. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I will definitely make sure that I put all of her information in the bio so y'all can get into it. Tap into that hot seat, honey. Don't be around there with the cold seat. Don't, right. <laughs> Don't be around there with the lukewarm seat, sis. You deserve some hot seat. You deserve hot. <laughs> That's really dope, though. I think that that's going to definitely be beneficial. Um, and I love that. Like, that, that is so powerful of acknowledging um this that's right because we hear the love the love languages all the time what's your love language tell me how to talk your love language tell me how to show your love language like we hear that so much but we definitely gotta I love that you're extending it beyond that that's beautiful thanks 
You just gonna save marriages and save lives. <laughs> I want to. That's that's I told you the Lord's working. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, definitely are. I He's love busy. It. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I am so here for it. Listen, tap into it. Tap tap into everything that Renee has going on. Follow her. If you want to get added into that, make sure that you are already following her. Subscribe to her podcast as well and get all those all that good information, all those good gems over there. Um, because I know here I don't really cover too much dating stuff because baby it'll be a it'll be a mess so we got a shout out to the certified people that are doing it these are the people we need to be listening to in terms of advice on dating and sex instead of these people that's just sitting on the couch child but um, <laughs> but yes please support and, and follow and you know tap into everything that she has going on and interact with her the minute that I even reached out to her, she was so responsive, professional. Um, and as you can see, just her energy here, she's very easy to talk to. So, you know, if you have questions, if you're if you're unsure if something, because you, you never know, somebody be like, well, I don't know if that really falls under something that she would cover. Don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah. I even have a button on my website that says, um, ask me anything or it's, some, it's something like that. So you yeah. can just click on that. It's under free resources and send me a question. I'm happy to answer it. And I, I may answer it in a YouTube. I won't use your name and, and info or anything like that, but I'll probably answer the YouTube video because you're probably not the only person asking that question. Exactly. And I love that because sometimes people just be going through stuff and be like, I'm the only person that like that. I don't da, 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 no. Like, no. I promise you, you're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> you no. are not alone, no. and you definitely not alone because in the black in the black community, honey, we always family. So you always got your support from your cousins. Never forget that. All right, thank y'all so much for tuning in again. This is the Pure Blackness Podcast. Make sure that you are following our new cousin. Miss Renee Yvonne out here saving the world one orgasm and one <laughs> therapy session at a time. I love it. Be sure to follow her. She's on Twitter. She's on Instagram. Her website, everything is the Gen Sexologist. I will put all of this in the bio. And of course, make sure you're following at the Pure Blackness Podcast and supporting the company that keeps us going, which is Conscious Kingdom. And you can shop ConsciousKingdom.com. Make sure y'all come around Grandmama House next week, honey. Hopefully we ain't on punishment for talking about this sex stuff. <laughs> but make sure you come back. Um, and we want to hear all about what you did to tap into, you know, your intimacy and your and your sexual freedom. So tap in with us, comment, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Your blackness is beautiful. Your blackness is valid. And you are deserving to be free, especially sexually free. Love y'all. Talk Love next you. week, boo. Peace.